Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, mom to Skylar, my incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast five years ago was that the content of each episode brings hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I sincerely hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life underscore Lori Hellman. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes or Audible, please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season five of Living the Sky Life. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. This episode will actually temporarily wrap up my five-part series on aging out of traditional services and planning for adulthood for our loved ones. Don't worry though, I've received so much positive feedback about this series that I will be revisiting this topic again very soon with some more incredible guests. I can't think of a better person to close out this series than my good friend, Melinda Dalton Cook. Melinda resides in the San Diego area with her husband, Chad, and their 21-year-old daughter, Paige, who is on the spectrum. Melinda is also the CEO and founder of the nonprofit organization, Paige's Pantry, and is the host of the Autism Masterminds podcast. Melinda and I have known each other actually for about five years, first meeting virtually, which is pretty much how I meet everybody these days. And then um, we actually had the opportunity to meet in person two years ago. Melinda and I share a birthday. So I flew out to California and met some other autism mom friends of hers, and we celebrated our joint birthdays together. If you are not following Melinda on her Instagram or Facebook accounts, I highly suggest that you do so. She is a wealth of knowledge, particularly in the California area where she lives, but also just knowledgeable about all things autism rights for adulthood. She's one year ahead of me, so I constantly am picking her brain about all the things that I need to do and line up for Skylar. Um, And if you're not listening to her podcast, Autism Masterminds, I also highly recommend that too. She spends a lot of time covering a lot of the adulthood topics and aging out as well. So if you are not following any of those things, I highly suggest that you do so. And uh, please enjoy my conversation with my friend, Melinda. So welcome back to Living the Sky Life. I'm excited to have my good friend, Melinda Dalton-Cook on from... Uh, gosh, I should name all the things, but Autism Masterminds, that's still the name of your podcast, right? You and Vanessa do? Yes. And Melinda Hales from California. And um, she's been on numerous times um, just to talk all things autism with our adulting kids. Um, Skylar and Paige, her daughter, are a year apart. And so I invited Melinda on again to talk to me a little bit about uh, Paige aging out of services in this aging out series because she is this is her last year in her programs at school. So Melinda, what do you have planned for yourself and for Paige? The million dollar question. I know, right? The million dollar question. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you need a million dollars is the yeah, key point. More than that. <laughs> yeah, for having me back on again. The 
I feel like I have like a recurring role on your podcast. <laughs> yes, you do. It's always like these topics too. Like, what are we going to do now? Yeah, what are we going to do now? And it's and it's hard. It's hard to navigate. So yes. So Paige, Paige is twenty one. Mm-hmm. State of California. When you age out of the adult system or the day program system through the school district, it's twenty two. So mm-hmm. she turns. 22 in March, but she gets to finish out the school year. So she'll be finished with the school year in June of 2024. So we have about, what, 10, 10 months, 10, 11 months. So uh, basically in a panic for the past few years, trying to figure out what, what are we going to do? Like, what does your life look like? And I've asked, I've asked her, she's, you know, she spells, and she has some words, but she's not going to have a conversation with me on what she wants to do for the rest of her life. So I kind of, I know what her likes are and her dislikes are. So I've been trying to uh, mentally build a program and kind of do some trial and error stuff now mm-hmm. to see like where, what we want to do. So that's, that's where I'm at now. And it was sad because she just started at the end of August back to school. And I'm like, oh, look, this is your first last day. It was just weird. And everybody at the school is like, oh, no, too soon. Because they, I mean, it's a great place. Is it perfect? Of course not. But she's been there 11 years. They all know her. I know that stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. Not mm-hmm. going every single day because I drop her off pick her up I know everything that's going on at that school I know all the people and they're they're very nice so now I'm trying to I started last year I'm trying to navigate what we're going to do so would you like me to break that down (laughs) well yeah but you know to go back a lot of people that have been on the podcast have mentioned things like you know I know my child likes music. I know my child loves to be in the kitchen. I know. And how did you get to that place with Paige? I mean, I, I, I'm sure it took many years for you to just kind of trial and error and figure out, oh, she actually likes to be in the kitchen with me. She likes to do some of these things. Cause I still feel like at 20 years old, I really don't know what Skylar likes other than Elmo. I don't know what he likes to do with himself, his hands, his time, his, you know, whatever. So how did, how did you get there? Um, mainly from observation and, you know, like, like you said, trial and error. And I would be kitchen a lot of, a lot of things because Paige has so many food allergies. So I would have her help me in the kitchen at like a very young age and doing every, every aspect of the kitchen. And I know now know that she doesn't like to do the preparation, but she will, she'll like chop vegetables and things like that. She's more of a person that wants to be like the the true chef and cook the meats and season the season the dishes and stuff like that. So she, I'm like her sous chef and she's the chef. Well, that's yeah. cool. I mean, really, does she like to cook more than bake, or is it even? We don't. We do some baking, but yeah, I just to cook. And I have. So my thing is, there's three of us my husband, Chad, myself, and Paige. So there's, you know, we're a tiny family. So Mm -hmm. I buy, I started buying the, those meal services. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah. So, and a lot of people do. And so I pick and choose 
each week because they're not allergy friendly. Yes. But you can look to see, you know, there's like organic ones and everything anyway, but it's the easiest way to get your child to cook mm-hmm. and to show them how to cook. And we, so we go through those recipes and I take out the stuff that she's allergic to. Right. And that's what, that's how we prepare for the recipes. We start by going on the computer, looking at what they have to offer each week. And I mean, there's different, sometimes I mess up and I, it's like four different companies coming to the house, but that's whatever. So, and now she knows. So we, we look on the computer, we pick our meals. Uh, and then the box arrives. She unpacks the box. We freeze all the meats. And then we schedule out on a calendar, like what day we're going to make the particular dish. Well, so we good. have it all, all separated in the refrigerator. And then we just, we take out the dish each day and I say, okay, let's, you know, prepare a station. We, I try to teach her like I've, for years, she's been like, you know, wipe the table down these little things. So it's like, I kind of went through what a typical child would do for, you know, chores at their age. So I have her, you know, wipe the table down or, you know, sweep the floor, those kind of things. So, and were they perfect? Of course not. Was it hard? Did it take lots of different trials and lots of different modifications? Yes. So now she knows to wipe the counter down, to get all her stuff prepared first. And then we go in and we cook. Does she get bored and not want to wait for it? Of course she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it's, but that's to me, that's the easiest way to get your, to see one, if your kid wants to cook anything and mm-hmm. two, see if they, um, you know, you can, there's so many things that you can teach with just those little meals that come in the mail. Mm-hmm. So many things, nutrition and she's, she's, you know, buying, I'm using air quotes, buying the meals. So she's putting in my credit card number. She's doing in all of those things. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I'm her that. So, and that's the thing too, is you can get at her school, they go grocery shopping. So they go grocery oh, shopping, yeah. their food. And uh, she has a debit card that now it's go Henry that she uses the other one I had an issue with, but and I'm not going to mention them because I'll never recommend them to anybody. <laughs> yeah. You should tell us who they are so we don't use them. Oh, no, yeah, I know. Well, I will say it. I used green light when they first came out and mm-hmm. I referred tons of people to this company and we used them for, I mean, shoot, it had to have been like seven years maybe. And so, and it was only like at her school and in the summertime, I would give the card to whoever her respite provider was and say, okay, mm-hmm. you know, eat lunch. And it's great because you can, you see what the transactions are. You can put, you know, money in her account and just a small amount of money. And then you can turn the card off, turn it on, that kind of thing. And it doesn't, it doesn't have her social security number or anything. So it doesn't hurt any of the the benefits that she gets through the government. Gotcha. So long story short, it was our bank got bought out by another bank. So I changed the the banking, the banking info. Yeah. And they made the biggest deal about it. If this bank, if this company was some federal government company with high security, like then I would expect that. But I, I said to him, I go, it's just a debit card that I, it's like using a gift card. And yeah. so 
all these months of back and forth. And I said, this is dumb. I said, can you just cancel this account and send me the remaining balance of the account? So they did. So uh, I said, this is like, this is crazy. It's more work than it needs to be. (laughs) More work than it needs to be. And and I said, you're not like a real bank. (laughs) (laughs) You're not not a real bank. You have, there's limits to how much money you can put anyway. I'm done with them. So now so I'm on switched the- and you're happy. Switched. Well, good. Am I happy because it's, they still, it still has issues where I have to, you know, now give cash to the school because the credit card won't work or she page puts the pin number in wrong. And I, I don't know. Anyway, long story short. Well, it's still good independent skills. I wish Skylar's um, program took them into the community, but they don't and they can't, they say they can't. And they, and I'm like, man, you know, the last couple of years, it would have been really helpful if he had gotten that during the day, he's tired of sitting in his same room just by himself with the, you know, with the RBT and just doing more goals and making more pecs and whatever. I'm like, he's 20 years old. I know. And that's the part you feel. I feel horrible. And Paige goes out in the community a little bit. And when she's at home with us, I, I feel bad that like, we're not going anywhere on the weekend sometimes because it's hard. And so how I found out how she liked to do different things is trial and error. And also we did um, this thing called person-centered planning. Yes. So we did that. And I just wrote down everything that I thought she liked. And uh, we went from there. So now, and I can tell like she, you know, there's things that she'll tolerate and do. And then there's things that she loves to do. So I, I know the, for now, what she likes to do and what mm-hmm. she does, the re- you know, there's minimal restaurants she can go to because of the allergies. But so we started doing, um, and here's something maybe that you can try with Skylar. We did, we, we started doing food with friends on Friday. Mm. So Paige has a uh, caregiver come in and pick her up. And then she goes and picks up the other, the other um, friend and they go to a restaurant. So they're they're learning like how to order and how to pay and all that kind of stuff. Plus they're among their peers that are the same age as them. So, and it started out with just, just the provider and Paige trying to get her used to it. And then now she goes out with um, two or three kids on Fridays. That's cool. I think step one for us would have to be find a caregiver, first of all. <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, but exactly. I but no, that's oh, a good okay. idea. So you could find a you could go. You could mm-hmm. find somebody at Skylar's school and you know, the other parent, and hopefully they'd be willing to do it and say, Hey, let's try it. Let's go out. And I we Vanessa and I just uh recorded with someone that was so cool. He has a a center in California. And they've been around for 60 years. And during the pandemic, of course, their residential homes had to be open still, right? And so they were trying to think outside the box of ways that you can, uh, that they could still go out in the community without going out in the community during the pandemic. So they brought in a food truck. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's neat. I thought that was really cool. So I said to Vanessa, I said, all of our kids are having hard times going in restaurants and or, you know, being around people. I said, how cool would it be if you and I set up 
some food trucks to come and, you know, parents could come, the kids could come, they can, you know, purchase their food. They can sit in their car and eat. They can open their trunk and eat, you know, they can kind of do that. So at least they're around their peers, even though they're not in a restaurant with all the noise and, you know, the chaos that happens in a, in a restaurant. And you can just leave if something happens. Yeah. So we're thinking about setting that something like I that. I love that. Yeah. That would be fun. Well, so like, what are some of the things um, that you have kind of jotted down as ideas? Obviously, we know that all of our plans are going to be, you know, fluid and they're always going to be changing perhaps. But um, I think that's been my biggest worry is, um, you know, just trying to make sure that the eight hours that he's at his autism center now that I feel like I have to fill that eight hour time block and keep him moving and I mean, that's just not realistic. I think that would be great maybe the first week and then I'm going to be exhausted mm-hmm. and he's going to be tired of spending his entire day with me. I, I So h- how do you kind of wrestle with that? Like not overwhelm her, but to come up with some ideas. I Well, I know Paige's limits and Paige's limits are one outing a day. So yeah. she'll do you know, one outing a day and it, and it depends. It's how I think about it as we get up in the morning and of course I'm up early making all of her stuff and she she insists on having a shower each day so that's fun well that's good though (laughs) at least she doesn't want to not shower but it's you know I'm I'm up early getting everything ready and I said to Chad I said this is dumb so I'm the one getting up super early I said I should be the one getting up in the morning taking care of myself and then waking Paige up and she can make her own breakfast. She can, you know, take her shower. I still have to help her with that, but she can do that. And then, you know, I, it's, I'm not, I've been doing, I've been accommodating her way too long. Right. I need, I need to have her make her her own stuff. And, you know, maybe she, and then throughout the day, I mean, I would just, with her, uh, I don't like to make it a strict schedule because, Mm -hmm be like that and if something is wrong with the schedule I don't want her to freak out about it or have a behavior because something something wasn't correct on the schedule so over the years I said you know let's change it up change it up you know change it up like oops today this is closed we're gonna have to pick a new place to go because that happens mm-hmm. you know, it happened th- thankfully during the pandemic we've done that for so many years that she was like okay you know, that she couldn't go into the, into the place. And then we just, we just did it like everybody pivoted to different things. And, you know, now we order on the app or, you know, now we order and pick it up or whatever and not go there. So for her, the day would look like her making her own breakfast, uh, gather. And this is the hardest part I'm working on right now is she thinks that once she eats that we're gone, that we get to go somewhere it doesn't matter what time of day it is it could be six o'clock in the morning and she's like okay let's go let's go do our thing and I have to tell her like it's not open yet and that's the (laughs) hardest part like that's the hardest part is like okay we're gonna set the timer for four hours from now but let's do something else and by honestly by like 11 a.m I'm exhausted already yeah oh I know yeah with doing stuff. so anyway so hopefully her day looks 
uh, making her own breakfast, maybe doing her laundry, like kind of some life skills things that she can do. Having downtime, like, you know, being on the computer or iPad or whatever, and then going out, deciding what we're going to do for the day, going out, maybe it's a hike, maybe it's, you know, the zoo or something or something that's, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of like age appropriate stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, I know she doesn't like mini golf. So I'm like, I'm, we're not going to go there, but she does like the, the games and um, they have a place here that they have like go-karts or whatever. Mm-hmm. She likes that. So we can go, you know, to one of those type of places. Maybe we go to the movies and then maybe we have lunch, you know, that kind of thing. And then we come home and she has a hard time with transitions. So that's, you know, so she runs around and does her thing. And then I'd say probably like from three o'clock until I make dinner, she kind of hangs out by herself. And that's the part where I start feeling guilty that, you know, she's not doing anything productive. And someone once told me that their teenager does that. They just sit on their phone or yeah. they're on their computer or they watch Netflix or whatever. And then we'll make dinner. And then the same thing after dinner, it's like, it's a free for all. You can do whatever you want. So it, I thought, okay, I have to, let's read a book. Let's, you know, do an art project. Let's do a science project, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, um, people were telling me, no, she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you said that too, because I feel like I'm guilty of that also like feeling guilty that I'm not always stimulating him because since he was two and three years old, he's had revolving doors of therapists or I'm driving him to a therapy or I'm, you know, introducing spelling or doing something else. And I'm his communication partner, like you are with Paige. And I feel like the, the time that we're not doing anything, he's losing. I still have that mentality. Like when he was little, like, Oh, I'm wasting time. If he's not doing this soon, he's probably not gonna. And I know that that's not true. I mean, I have 20 years of it with him and um, talked to so many other parents that all of those timeline things are, are bogus. And like, you should never give absolutes to when they're going to do stuff. And I try, I'm trying in the last few years, especially now that Kendall's in college to the, the amount of times that Josh and I would say, oh my God, is she sleeping again? Like she's in her room napping or like in the middle of a Saturday afternoon, she gets up at noon and then at four o'clock she's back in her bed. And I'm like, man, what a waste of a day. But I'm like, God, Skylar's only two years older than her. He's still technically like a teenager, young adult anyway. He probably doesn't want to do anything either. Like he probably just enjoys resting. And so do I want to, too. I'm exhausted. So it's just wrestling with what you just said. It's just like, I feel like I'm letting him down. I'm not doing stuff with him and teaching him, but it's probably the opposite. He's probably getting more irritated with me the more I force upon him. And he's just like, I just want to watch Elmo, mom. Like, I don't want yeah. to do Please. anywhere. Bring yeah. me some snacks, mother. Yeah. <laughs> just just I, mean, never. I do. I do. I think, I think that parent guilt is with any child. Mm-hmm. You think to tell them something or they need to do something more it's like get up Kendall you know don't you want to take on this day it's a beautiful day but now it's dark yeah and I mean there's different and she has the rest of her life to do whatever I know those things and that's what I I have to try to tell myself that I Paige has the rest of her life to try new things and do things but yeah I'm the same it's like I feel like I need to entertain 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 
all the time and I feel bad if I do something for myself. And that's why I was telling you before we started recording that this year I turned 50 and I said, this is ridiculous. I am, I drop Paige off at school. I come home and I, you know, do household stuff. And then I do podcast stuff. And then I do Paige's pantry stuff. And I don't do anything for myself. So I said, this is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You only have one life to live too. Exactly. And so (laughs) I said, forget it. I'm going to start doing things. So um, long story short with Paige's pantry, it's, we lost a lot of the farms. So now we're going to have to try to try a new way of doing things with Paige's pantry. So we might, this is my thought right now is I'm going to take, still have the nonprofit, but turn it into an adult day program where I, it's family run and we, we have providers and stuff that are in our kids go places each day kind of similar to the school setting that she does now but I'm like that's just so much work I'm just like (laughs) you just said like you're already flooded and you have no time for yourself I I mean it's a huge undertaking but it's parents like you and so many others that I know um who develop these programs or build these housing things like Jess is doing and all of this stuff because no one's doing it for us or yeah we have to do it there's the pro they gave me a list of programs for adult programs for Paige for next year. And I looked at some of them and I'm, I said, none of these fit her and the waiting lists are extremely long. So it, she wouldn't even get into them next year. Who gave so, you that? The school did, gave you that? The resource? Regional. Oh, yeah. the regional center. That's right. You guys have that in California. Well, like, what are some of the things on the list that you're, it's just a generic list. It sounds like that they just give to everyone. Yeah, who's aging out. Day programs yeah. And I mean, it's the list is long, maybe, you know, 20, 25 programs, but it's just a generic list. So you don't know like what kinds of clients they take, you know, until you call or you look them up online. And to me, it's like, they just, a lot of them, it's, they just sit in a room all day. And how fun is that? That's not fun. No, you know, that's not a quality of life for Paige. So if I could take something and build it, then I can offer it to other families or offer the model that I use to other families. And I, we, we get a, we've talked about it before, self-determination funding here from mm-hmm. regional. So Paige will get more funding when she doesn't have a program. So I would take the amount of money that they would pay for a program and I could use it for something else. So, but I need to be vendored with them. Hence the nonprofit that I already have would work perfectly. I mean, I'd have to do some paperwork, but uh, I could vendor with them and at least I could try to get uh, funding and I can get, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Grants and things because Mm -hmm. like a day program. But I mean, it's all... It all takes time, but my thought was maybe have Paige and one other student, or maybe three to start with, and each day, the each month, the parents get together and they say, "Okay, my kid likes to do these five things," and then you know Paige likes to do these five things, and then the other kid likes to do these five things. Let's make a calendar of the things we want to do for our kids, and we can each. Pardon me, each month 
you know, we'll change it up a little bit, but like say, you know, Mondays they go to the library and Tuesdays they go or Mon and they go to the library and they go shopping for like lunch items. Um, Tuesday they go to the library or, or not the, I just said library or Tuesday they go like on a hike or something, you know, and then alternatives if it's raining or whatever. Um, you know, Wednesdays they go horseback riding. Thursdays they do community service. You know, Friday is they go to the gym and they do something else. So it's like a program that would run from like, say, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. But each week they would have a similar schedule, but we would change things up. So it right. wasn't rigid, you know. So it's doable. The problem is the the one, the parents willing to participate so that we have equal participation and the uh, funding the funding to, to find a place, because I don't want to, I don't want to burden anybody by having them meet at their home. Mm -hmm. I want to have a space where if it's too hot, if it's raining and stuff, we have, you know, a couple of, it ha doesn't have to be huge, a couple of computers and maybe a sensory area for them just so they have a landing space in the morning. Like it's like they're going to school, but it's, they're going out for the day. Mm -hmm. yeah something like that, like a landing space for them. So, so far that's the, the vision that I see for Paige and maybe a couple other kids. And then, Hey, and if it takes off, then we can have more and more families come in and uh, into the program, you know, depending. And it also depends on, you know, the needs of the, the kids, but we can, we can figure that part out because it's hard. Nobody wants to take kids that are difficult or have a little bit more right. issues or aren't speakers you know or speak alternatively they don't they don't want to take those kids because it's a little harder so I want to yeah. you know build a program and also take a lot of data on that saying that yes they can be a part of the community you know our goal is to have them out in the community and be a part of you know our community around us why not you know and mm -hmm. other people see that they're capable of doing things. They just might need a little bit more help doing them, you know? So that's where I'm at right now is I'm trying to navigate that whole new world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm well, sure there's going to be setbacks and stuff, but. Yeah. But you know, I mean, there's going to be no matter what uh, yeah. with pretty much anything. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a ideal model and it, and, um, Again, kind of going back to parent-run things, it seems like even with uh, living arrangements outside of your home, your day program sounds a lot like shared living, which I just kind of learned about from um, Betsy that was on. And, um, you know, that sounds more like what we're going to probably have to do when it comes to living arrangements or even day program things. Like the shared living model is basically like you and I, if our kids were very similar um, in communication and needs and all those things, we would jointly get a home together, uh, buy a home or something close to our houses. And we would take turns as parents checking in and they each have their own caregiver or whatever, you know, they would need. And we run it and then they pay their rent with their SSI money or whatever funding they have. And instead of going to a publicly owned state owned facility or things like that, or a group home where we have zero control over anything. Um, it, it sounds like I would love to have a shared living arrangement and then also caregivers that 
take our kids into the community, just like you said, and Mm -hmm. incorporate the day programming part of it. So they're not sitting in their house all day either um, and doing those things together where I struggle. And I'm sure a lot of people listening would struggle too, is the needs are so different. Like it's so hard to find somebody that's willing to uh, take Skylar out in the community and give us a break and take him to the library and have the patience because he's not totally trained to take him to the restroom and do those kind of things outside of being a caregiver for him, just to spend some time with him, you know, yeah. and taking him places. So I didn't have to get set up a, you know, six hour day, five hour day, every day of the week, seven days a week um, for him because he can't t- communicate very clearly yet spelling. And he does need additional help with every skill and eating and all that stuff. So it's just, it's, I still feel so isolated. I thought we would have gotten maybe over this a little bit as he's aged, but he's the population that people just don't want to volunteer to help. (laughs) And that's the thing with all these, you know, the government run agencies. And I mean, there are, there's program, like the, the program pages in at school, they have, it's all disabilities, but here's the thing. They still it's they don't want to deal with the high need kids, you know, longevity, you know, so it's like, it's easier just to take the other clients on, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, and uh, someone was telling me like, oh, <clears throat> we should have one of those programs where it's, you know, I don't understand why they're building all these retirement communities, like beautiful retirement things. Mm-hmm. We don't understand why they can't do that for our kids. And I said, well, I said, one, at a retirement community, they know that their time is limited there. For our kids, they would be there for decades. Mm-hmm. And their needs might change. And you yeah. can't have certain, you know, certain clients in with other clients. Right. That's the hard part. With, you know, I'm sure there's circumstances, but with, um, you know, people going into these retirement communities, that's it. They know, they know how they're going to be. Maybe they might have you know, some, you know, disability, like aging disability, like, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that, but they are equipped to deal with that. A lot of people aren't equipped to deal with our kids or they don't get paid enough to do so. Right. Well, that's usually the biggest thing is they don't get paid enough to do so. You have to, like, to be in this industry, you have to have a kind heart and be doing it for more than the money Mm -hmm. for sure. You know? So, and I mean, there's programs, there's supported living. You can do supported living. So a lot of people around here buy homes mm-hmm. and use supported living and have their kid move into their house and they're supported 24 hours a day. I know two parents right now that just did that. Do they have to do shifts because there's lack of staff? Yeah, they do. You know, they'll do it, you know, a shift or two here and there. Uh, but it's, but that's the thing is a lot of it, that's, a hard reach for some of our families. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody can go out and buy a home. Right. You know, not and I mean, yes, you can, maybe you can find similar, like you were just saying, like similar clients and do like a shared living experience, but, and, and that's hard. Well, I mean, maybe not in other States, but here it's very difficult. It would be very difficult to find something that would be, that could accommodate our kids that's not two million dollars <laughs> for yeah. a tiny little <laughs> studio size house well, yeah. yeah exactly 
And I mean, you can get funding. Yeah. You can get government funding for sure. Uh, but so that part would be okay. But then it's, you know, it's still, you still have all those things, the supplemental things that you still have to pay for. It's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, she's going to rely on, Paige is going to rely on $1,000 a month that she gets from SSI for yeah. like clothing, food and all that stuff. That's unrealistic. No. That she would never be able to go anywhere and do anything because there would be no funds for that. Right. That's the hard part now that parents, when their kids are aging, and that's why you know, there's people that are elderly, the parent and their, their kids are, you know, there's parents in their eighties, nineties, and their kids are 60 and 70 and they're still living at home with them. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's, you know, maybe funding, maybe they want to, I don't know, but it's, it's hard. I don't know. I think every family is different and every family has to look and see what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for us, we're not, I mean, we bought our house for page, but I said to Chad, I go, where are we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> She's going like, to let you live with her. Maybe. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I know I want someday maybe to have her independence, but I like, I, I can't give up that control yet. Yeah. Oh, I understand that completely. That's the hardest part. Even if I had cameras in every single room, you know, I'd still, and, and plus it's, I've been doing it for so long. It's like, how do you adjust to that? Just me mm-hmm. personally. I know other people that are like, bye, see ya. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's just hard for me personally to like mm-hmm. let, let go of the control. And that's what happens too, with a lot of, um, you know, group homes and things. It's like, it's like you're, giving them control of every aspect of that your child's life and you have like no say you have to like make appointments to see your own kid Mm -hmm. that's where Mm -hmm. I'm gonna struggle too if we end up going that route and and I mine's just besides the control because I'm a I think most uh special needs parents would say that they're controlling if they weren't before they are now this only exacerbated mine because I've always been controlling because that's just how I cope with things. Um, and I like to, we're both yes, yes. And I'm very OCD and organized and all the things that go along with it. But, um, I just worry about the emotional component that I, I, Sylvia, you're a very good friend and my friend now too. She is one of the first people who gave it to me in a different perspective and said, you know, just like your daughter, he probably wants to live life outside of, you know, under your umbrella all the time. And you're always doing everything for him. Um, so he deserves an opportunity to try. And then, you know, people have also said to me, have you thought about how you may feel like it's, um, his best interest to stay with you, but it's kind of selfish because should something happen unexpectedly to you and your husband, he's going to get plucked out of this house and pluck, you know, placed wherever in whatever state has an availability for him. He won't know anybody, anything. And, um, you know, how is that fair? So I see both sides of it. I just never want him to think that I am throwing up my hands and just saying like, buddy, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You're going to have to live somewhere else that I gave up on him. I don't want him to ever think that, but I also don't want him to be stuck either without me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's the thing is you're not, I think about it too. Some days I think about it like, oh, it would be like, she's going to college. You know, she can come back at any time or, you know, like you're starting out in life and you rent an apartment with a friend 
and that's what it's like so I mean mm -hmm. maybe someday that I'll get there but right now I mean it's like you know I mean funding wise and things it's like we're we're living together for a little while until but you know a lot of kids thrive when they're not with their parents mm -hmm. you know yeah. and so they she might do Paige might love it she might love it you know but I mean I'd probably be hard-pressed to find a caregiver who wants to be up at all hours <laughs> yeah I think that's you know you started out uh somewhat in the beginning talking about you know this is the year of Melinda <laughs> <laughs> like kind of getting your like self-care and just, you know, your time back a little bit. How do you envision that? I mean, besides, you know, having her get a little more independence and trying to do things for herself first to give you a little bit more time, are you getting better at leaving and like going, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. And she's okay without you at every second or how, how do you get that time in? I mean, we, I started out by going on a vacation for 12 days, which Chad said, I think a week would be better. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you ever going to do that again. It was Ireland. You couldn't go for like overnight. It's not like you could just get there and come back. <laughs> oh, and I mean, we had, we had a really good time and we went to Ireland and London and there was seven of us. And are there things that I could have probably done better? Yeah, but whatever. It was fun. It was fun. It was, survived. it was weird because um, like I could sleep like in a bed for a long period of time. That was strange. And um, so, and then like just little things like just having nobody going through my stuff, you know, like those kind of things. But um, so when I got back, I was like, wow. You know, I, it was a long time to me. It felt like a long time, but after we passed day seven, I think I said, huh, I could stay longer. Like in my mind, I was like, I could stay longer. I won't, I wouldn't feel bad if I didn't go home, put it that way. Right. So then that got me thinking like, oh, if they're doing okay at home. And I mean, I prepped for months for Paige. Well, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we had three providers, Chad had to take off work and I did, I cooked all the meals. I did all the medications, you know, everything, every clothing, all the details. Right. And I, I joke with Chad all the time. I go, yeah, you could just get up and go, <laughs> you know, if you wanted to go on a vacation, you could just like walk out the door. It's like, I have to do like all this prep work, but anyway. Um, so they had, you know, she survived obviously, but uh, it was it was a little bit too long, I think, for him, for Chad, because he's like, this is hard. And, you know, not only doing taking care of Paige, but doing the stuff in the house. And he had help. So I think if I had someone, if I had someone. Wah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I yeah. love Chad. So <laughs> I said, <"Wah>, Chad. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and what, you know, some days I felt bad, but it's, um, you know, I said to him, I go, hey, you know, there's going to be one, one of the providers is going to say one of the days something will happen. She'll either be sick or she'll, you know, have an appointment or something. And sure enough, she did. I go, cause she can't work like more than three days in a row without having some kind of issue, but that's just her. So then he calls me and he's like, yep. And we just laughed about the whole thing. So, um, Chad and I, you know, we've been together for 30 years. So like we understand each other. But. Yep. Um, so then when I came home, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to not, I'm going to start doing stuff for myself. So now I do, I go to Pilates four times a week. 
Cool. Uh, if I want to go out to lunch, I just go out to lunch, even if it's by myself. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of, um, she's only been in school since August 16th. So not quite a month yet. And I've gone to lunches and breakfast and Pilates and little things like that. And I'm just expanding because next year, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So I kind of want to take advantage of this now while I can. And I should have been doing it for years. Right. I mean, yeah, but- I go to lunches and stuff, but um, just doing the, the, like those little things for myself while she's gone you know, gone to school. And I know that she's in a safe environment that I can go in and do something. So. And do you feel, how do you feel? Like, I mean, are you just like, dang, this feels good. Like, I like this. Yeah, it does. It's nice. It's also nice that like, since the pantry is kind of on the back burner for a little bit, it's nice not having to, that was an everyday thing Mm -hmm. that I had to do. Securing the food and and, yeah. yeah, I had to do something. And then every Thursday and every Friday, my days were that was it. So I used to have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to do things, you know, for myself and, and plus do everything, you know, household stuff or whatever. So now I have all week. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, are you available for lunch this week? Hold on. Let me look. Yep. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Um, how did, how did Paige do when you were in Ireland? For, like when you got home, was she a little standoffish? Was she, did she react to you being gone that long or did she kind of not miss you? I mean, like, you know, just was like, oh, you're back. I'm okay, cool. Scared. Yeah. She's like, oh, there you are. And she, if chat, when Chad's gone for like work and stuff, yeah, she is like dad, dad. And I'm like, yeah, he's not here, you know, and Tyler is the same way. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, All that we do. And that's who they, <laughs> they're the fun ones. Yes. Not. I mean, not that I was aware of, she really didn't care. And actually I, I would say that when she was like an angel for Chad, but then when I got home, she started doing her usual stuff, you know, so that, and that's the thing though, it's like, I know she can survive when I'm not home. So maybe that is a sign that she can, you know, if I find my goal for this year would be, um, or maybe the next couple of years is to find a provider that like Chad and I can go somewhere and, you know, maybe overnight or mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Go on a vacation or something. We always say that we have to go separately because we had oh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now, accident. So it's like, so now it's like, we can't be together. Yeah. You know, in traveling wise, we can't be together, but it's okay. So, I mean, you know, I said to him, I go, I'll take one for the team and I'll go to Hawaii three days early. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, geez. I'll go early and then, you know, you can meet me there and I won't do anything super fun. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, I mean, that's probably a huge part of it is that we as moms probably have a harder time cutting the cord from our kids. Because when I was in Australia with Kendall last year. That's um, right. He didn't, he, I purposely told Josh when I left, like, cause I was with Kendall and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know if things are going bad. Like does, cause, because I already felt guilty going on this trip with my daughter for graduation gift, whatever. Like, I mean, and the fact that he had to stay back and we couldn't go as a family that just weighed on me heavily anyway, but I wanted to enjoy the trip with my daughter and not 
panic. And so, and, and I know just like Chad, just like any dad, he can handle it. He knows what meds he takes, when he takes them, he knows what foods he eats. I did all the food prepping and everything too, but I think it helped me to not know. But then part of me, when I got home, I was like, so nothing happened. And he's like, no, he was fine. He was, and I'm like, you little turd, because you know, when Josh is gone for one night for work, I swear hell breaks loose and he breaks things or he, you know, just, I'm like, what is the deal? It's funny that you say that because I said the same thing to Chad. Like anytime I'm away, we don't, I don't really talk to Chad unless like he needs something like, Hey, where is this? Yeah. And plus it was like an eight hour time difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he was, I would say like, how was he would be starting his day when I was going to sleep for the night. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, hard too, but I think now, now I want to plan more trips because I would go on small trips, you know, maybe a long weekend or like, you know, a week. And even now it's like, we're already planning another trip. <laughs> well, that's good. I I mean, I just, I want to do more things yeah. together with Josh. That That's honestly, that's my only besides giving scholars and independence away from me, like my only motivation for finding him either a caregiver for overnights or a place to live, even part of the time, like maybe he lives there during the week, a couple of days and comes home on the weekends to us, whatever arrangement we can figure out. Because, you know, when we retire soon and like just having a life, I don't want to do separate vacations anymore. I've done yeah. that. And I just, I'm tired of not enjoying things with my husband, you know, know. it's just not normal. (laughs) I know. Right. And then we get together and you do have like a date night or something. You're like, what do we talk about? I know. We always (laughs) talk about Skylar and Kendall. (laughs) Exactly. You always talk about things or, or, you know, like the family gossip or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all you talk about. But, and then we've also got, I don't know if you're, you guys are like this too, but we've gotten so used to staying at home and doing like home stuff like watching we like movies. to be at home actually you know would rather be at home than go yeah. out say, like, I said oh wait you know Paige is going out Friday and it's like where do you want to go you want to go to dinner and he goes okay and I go eh, let's just order something and bring it back home <laughs> you know because the house is quiet you don't have anybody to take care of I don't go out. I'm just gonna sit down here I'm just gonna sit on the sofa for a while and just sit here and do zero percent zero percent of to sit here and do it so yeah so I mean for me the the adulthood is a little bit scary and I have to stop having that mindset of like this is it like this this is it like I have to hurry up and figure out what she's gonna do and I I told Vanessa the other day I said I I feel selfish that I want to do stuff for myself but then she's like you shouldn't feel bad and I go I know I know I shouldn't feel bad Mm -hmm. it's I have a life too but I want to make sure that she's happy and I don't want to, I don't want to be around 24 seven doing everything. Cause it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like having to do a whole day, having to do 24 hours without having a break. That's hard. And for 21 years of it, you know, it's just, that's when it hits me. It's like, not the fact that he's into adulthood now, but I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have lived the same life just as he has for 20 years. Like, and I don't know that I physically am capable or mentally, probably more mentally than physically capable of doing another 20. 
Like it's a sent, it's a life sentence. <laughs> I don't mean that as bad as it sounds, but it is. I mean, it's like, we don't get to punch in, in and out of a clock or take a vacation day or call in sick. We just kind of yeah. have to figure it out. So I never want to sound like, you know, like I'm miserable and this just isn't fair. I, I don't live my life that way. I just am trying to be as prepared as I possibly can. And I, you know, I appreciate the suggestions you've made and what I've learned from the guests. And that's why I, I hope that these episodes help other people too, because it's okay to not have it all figured out. I'm learning just from you guys that like, it's probably not best to have a schedule because he's been working off of a schedule for 22 years in school and in his ABA programs and all those things, he might enjoy sleeping in or having some freedom or just walking around the house in his pajamas for an hour or two instead of being on the go. Maybe he thinks that's what he's expected to do because we've always just hopped in the car and gone to school and pick him up and then we do dinner and maybe I just let him kind of reset the schedule and just observe and see what he wants to do. Well, plus <laughs> it's, good. Good. Uh, it's, it's good to talk through things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, and that's the podcast platform. It's great to talk through things because a lot of people, you know, will listen and they'll say, wow, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. Oh crap. I have a 20, you know, I have an 18 year old. This is, you know, I need to start thinking about this kind of thing or just start talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. like knowing that you're not alone, you know, that yeah. there's other families out there. That's why I made the autism mastermind group is because it's like, I, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. I know I'll have these people forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. And relatable people. Yeah. We just grow, you know, grow forever. I have a friend that she was actually on the trip with us and she is, she's the type of mom that keeps her son busy all the time, but she's like, you know, she's the the what did I call her it's like the she's the coordinator like on the cruise ship the oh yeah <laughs> the cruise director mm-hmm. cruise director she's the cruise director of her house so and she has him scheduled out all the time and that but that's what he likes and that works for them yeah for them but it's so much work it's a you know it's a full-time job mm-hmm. yeah that. and now it's like I know that I drop Paige off at school and it's like, oh, I have five hours. What am I going to do? I got to do, I need to do these things, but what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess there's, myself. yeah, it um, seems like there's no wrong, there's no wrong way to do it. And it sounds like the best kind of course of action is to just trial and error and observe your kid. And if they look like they're getting overwhelmed back off and like, you know, not do anything that's an activity, like just go, Skyler does like go for walks. They mall walk in the winter and we walk outside in the summer and, you know, just, you know, what's fascinating too, is like, if you take your kids out in the community, even if you're just walking around the mall and you prompt them to say hi to the employees at the mall, then they get to know them and Mm -hmm. come to the mall. They'll be like, Hey, Skyler, you know, and just like a brief, walking by they do that you know for Paige there's another there's a one of Paige's friends is like so popular in our little <laughs> and everybody knows him everybody knows him everywhere he goes and it's the cutest thing ever so it's like he you know it makes him feel good it makes the people feel good that they're they recognize him and that's because the mom brought him everywhere in the community for years and right you know 
wasn't at home sitting there and you know she's like whatever we're gonna come out and do do stuff in the community so here he is and everybody loves him everybody knows him and loves him it's the cutest thing that's so cute when Skylar goes to his every Saturday Josh takes him to his favorite restaurant for his bunless cheeseburger and mashed potatoes meal and um <laughs> when Josh was out of town he was running a marathon and I so I took Skylar that Saturday Skylar allowed me to take him because yeah. it was his restaurant but we walked in and the um one of the waitresses and one of the uh kitchen staff yelled out to the to the cooks in the kitchen Skylar's here he always sits in the same booth it's like Norm from Cheers for anyone who's old enough to know what I'm talking about but yeah I mean they all know him and we don't even put his order in it's the same order every week every time and they just put it in the minute we walk in the door and then they bring the food out to him and I mean he's a little king in that place yeah Yeah. I love it that's really Mm -hmm. cool that is really yeah Yeah. encourage people to do that for sure just uh even one thing one thing that you frequent all the time so that the staff gets to know your your kid. Hey, yeah. and if something goes wrong and that's one more person that can help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I ask Josh all the time, how do you go to the bathroom? Like if, if you have to get up and take him to the bathroom or if you need to go to the bathroom, they, I mean, they know not to clear the table. Like they know that they're in the bathroom or whatever. They just, they just know our routine and they know him. And yeah, yeah. and I, it's gotta make your child feel good when everyone knows them by name and says hi to them so yeah, we do that too and they one time a long time ago someone said to me I said oh we need to go to the bathroom but I don't want you to clear the table I said just put like in a bar just put your napkin on your drink over your drink oh I didn't that's know that the, yeah, that's <laughs> I just learned universal, something new <laughs> that's the universal sign for don't take my stuff <laughs> I'm not okay. finished yeah. it's See, like putting this putting a napkin this, on the beer or whatever <laughs> these discussions teach so much more than just autism things <laughs> right now you know now you know if you're anywhere uh you can just put your napkin on your beverage and they won't i'm gonna start doing that in my kitchen josh don't touch this i'm don't i'll be back don't touch which means the laundry i do that all the time with chad on a side note I, i'm like what where's my bacon <laughs> we left it on the counter and i go did i have your name on yeah. Did I leave it with a note saying, take this? No. Oh, geez. Thank you so much. I, and I, I plan to kind of, you know, follow along as always with you and um just kind of see how things transpire. I'd love to, you know, you know, do our what fourth or fifth uh, podcast appearance, um you know, in a year or so. And just to kind of yeah. keep up because you may go, you know what? scratch what I said a year ago. <laughs> None of that worked right. or, or it's hugely successful and people can model their, you know, yeah. programs and stuff after years. So I go. appreciate or, you being a guinea pig. even better. Why doesn't someone come in? You're like, Melinda, what are you doing? Well, I'm relaxing with a martini on <laughs> because someone came in and did all this stuff for me. And they're like, no, 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 you go relax. I got, <laughs> they heard my cry on the podcast. So they got okay. me. And now I'm like, like, you want to go somewhere again? All right, go ahead. Bring me back something. (laughs) Mm. Well, I will link up all of your uh, social media handles, but most people can follow you on Instagram and Facebook at Autism Masterminds, right? Mastermind. Mastermind. And their podcast, she and Vanessa. Yeah, Autism Mastermind. We're looking, we just did a new logo and we're doing website so we're fancy. still trying to that. we're fancy like we're fancying it up this year <laughs> we're fancy. okay so and then we're we do we 
um, put out a podcast every other week because people don't want to hear us every week. And <laughs> I don't want to hear me every week either. That's I why I take a summer break. I know. And then <laughs> the uh, same Z's. And plus I needed time off. But it's, you know, Vanessa and I talking about our lives and our adult lives. And plus we have, just like you, we have people on that are professionals in the field talking mm-hmm. more now about adult services and things. Yeah. So so we have one coming up next week that's really good. So Oh, nice. So well, more the- talk is needed, especially on this topic. Yeah. No, and just like like you were saying, like you get little bits out of different things. That's what I that's what we hope for is that yeah. you know one person can get something. So and then if you are local to San Diego, we have a Facebook group that we kind of share information. It's the same mm-hmm. name as Autism Masterminds. So if you're local, you know, I mean, even if you're not local, I mean yeah, I like following it just so that I learn about programs that we don't about, have learn about mm-hmm. different things so now we're I think we're over 300 people in there now which is awesome that so is we share awesome. ideas and you know resources and things like that and we do have we we have meetings every once in a while um maybe a professional or just us as parents kind of thing and then um that's it yeah Paige's pantry which is the food's on hold right now but we're still we're still doing our thing mm-hmm I love that nonprofit. That was such a great idea. Um, well, cool. Well, thank you so much. And I, I always appreciate you and so many others just sharing everything, the good, the bad, the honest, because there, I'm sure there are parents listening with seven, eight, nine-year-olds who this doesn't relate to them just yet, but I feel like all of us feel it's like our obligation to share what we know for the future for them. They can take what they need from it you know, discard what they don't, but I just, I feel like I owe it to to the people coming up behind us to tell them everything I know, because I wish I would have had that when Skyler was little. And now that he's an adult, I'm still feeling like I'm trying to navigate this by myself with the help of the moms that I've met. So, um, so yeah, I I really appreciate you sharing. You're welcome. I love, I love talking to you anytime, anytime I'm available. (laughs) My birthday twin. We have the same birthday, by the way, everyone. (laughs) I just, I know I keep telling everybody I just turned 65 and they're like, wow, really? You look great. Five. <laughs> Thanks, Melinda. This episode of Green the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.